0: It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, out to the uh, Sprint special guest line we go. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, he writes for the Bleacher Report. He's our good friend Howard Beck. Happy Friday, Howard. How are you? Gentlemen, Good afternoon. Hey, Gordon and I were, were talking about this. The Warriors are in town to, to take on the Jazz, and it is a, isn't it interesting that their downfall has created so much intrigue across the rest of the Western Conference? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, we don't see very often. Well, two things: one, it's very rare for a team to have been as dominant for as long a period of time in the modern age as the Warriors were. Uh, you know, teams come and go, and you know, usually you know the lifespan because of free agency and everything else tends to be shorter in this era, but that they could be that dominant for a five-year run. And then the absolute vacuum it creates when they finally come apart. it's, its So you both pieces of that are rare. And also I don't think people anticipated that it was going to be as, as dramatic of a fall as it was. Now, the moment that we knew that Durant was out for all of this season, even before he left there, but certainly, you know, even after he left, you knew that they were going to be a different team, but there was still some thought of them being competitive. But it's everything else that's happened to them since, of course. Uh, you know, obviously, chiefly Steph Curry being gone um, for, for a few months himself. But, it you know, it's it just it's more just how dramatic the, the collapse is or the, the plunge is. And, and maybe it's going to be temporary, you know, maybe, you know, Next season, this you know, this time next year, a healthy staff, a healthy clay and Draymond, and you've got that three man core again and, and maybe they've now spun D'Angelo Russell into something else or maybe he's back, who knows? They've added some other piece. We may hear from them again, but in the meantime, there is a massive power vacuum that has not existed for a half decade. And that has, you know, that has created so much more intrigue across the conference. And, you know, I, I've, I've said many times, I think it's good for the game. You know, as much as dynasties are fun and they're polarizing, um, just the mere fact of having a wide-open race and a lot of teams in a lot of markets with a lot of fan bases, believing that they're in it is overall, I think, good for the NBA. Now, we're not seeing it in the ratings right now. The ratings have been down across the board the last several weeks. That's becoming a, a big early-season story. But – I think, again, overall, you know, if you're a Utah Jazz fan, if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, Rockets, Clippers, Lakers, all these teams that we've talked about being contenders this season, you're feeling pretty good about the possibilities in a way that you couldn't when the Warriors were just crushing everybody
2: while we're down there at the the bottom of the western standings uh, are you uh, are the Spurs and Blazers broken or do you expect these teams to maybe crawl back up uh, into contention for playoff spot yeah
1: you know um before the season started and we're all kind of wrestling with you know those last two spots in the west are the Warriors going to make it are the Spurs going to continue their stre- their streak um who's falling out, you know, if if, if Dallas or New Orleans or Sacramento or somebody is going to jump up, who's falling out? And I I was kind of in that situation where I thought, you know, gun to head, I'm going to say the Warriors and Spurs are out, and right now that's looking smart-ish, I guess. Um, The Warriors are definitely out, and the Spurs are are looking really vulnerable in a way that we haven't seen very often. Um, It's kind of hard to put a finger on. Uh, Their their defense is just kind of a mess right now, which is very unspurs-like. And I don't know if these are fixable things for them or not. I just think that, you know, they didn't they didn't have to get much worse necessarily to become vulnerable. They were already a, a French playoff team. And as long as the rest of the West is getting better, which it is, sometimes it's not, you know, you can stand still and get caught anyway. And that's, I think, a little bit of what's happening. And their stars are, are you know, getting older. And, and DeMar, uh, um, DeMar DeRozan and Lamarcus Aldridge were never, like, you know, superstar, dominant type players. Anyway, they're really, really good, and they're multiple time all stars, and, and they've, they've won a lot of games in their careers. But they're not at the LeBron, Anthony Davis, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George level. So, um, I just think the Spurs are, are are starting to, uh... you know, maybe this is the, maybe this is the beginning of the fade out for them. Um, it has to come eventually. The Trailblazers. I think, I think Portland made too many changes in the offseason, to be honest. I think this, their, their team is one of those that might be a lesson in how delicate chemistry is because they still have Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum, and, of course, Lillard's missed the last couple of games. But that's, you know, the identity of your team is wrapped up in those two star guards. But they had this very nicely fitting cast around them with Al Farouk Aminu and Harkless and all these guys. Well, they, they swapped them all out this offseason, And they brought in Hassan Whiteside, who is a a chemistry crusher or can be. And, you know, they're just not the same group right now. And then they bring Carmelo Anthony in, who's, you know, first two games, not shy about shooting the ball. So (laughs) they're going to have to deal with that, too. Um, I still think they've got a chance to kind of straighten this out. I I just think that they may, you know, they're missing some of those pieces they had before, especially defensively in the front court. And it's it's just a, a different group right now. Yeah, they need Millard healthy. They need to figure out how to best use Carmelo. I think they can stabilize themselves.
0: Howard Beck with us uh, from the Bleacher Report, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty, the Zone. Howard, the Lakers uh, have have come together early, and they're playing uh, obviously really, really good basketball. Who do you credit? Um, I guess the the fit. Who 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 gets the credit for them fitting so well together early?
1: Um. There's a lot of different directions we could go with that. I, I, I think that while I didn't, I wasn't like blown away by the way that they handled their off season. You know, the Anthony Davis trade. Look, it was that's where he wanted to be. So, you know, they they gave up the farm and they got him, and immediately you go from being a you know a, a bad team to a team with two of the top five, top six, whatever players in the league, and you're going to be good automatically. I wasn't thrilled with the way that they handled like the, the rest of the roster. But so far, it's actually working out pretty well. So credit to the front office and to Rob Palenka for um, even after having waiting out Kawhi and then losing, not getting Kawhi, and then having to scramble to fill in the all these uh, vacancies, they got some. They got some good players who are playing really well now. It's, it's role guys, no matter what their flaws, always look better when you're playing off of two superstars at the caliber of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, so the rest, of the answer to your question, the rest of it is is, is to LeBron. Um, Now, give Frank Vogel some credit for instilling a new uh, defensive mindset there that was clearly missing last year, and they're looking really good at that end of of the court, and I think surprising a lot of people. I don't think anybody expects them to be as dominant defensively as they've been. I don't know if they're still number one, but they were a few days ago. And the rest of LeBron, your your star sets the tone, and LeBron is the one who is going to either bring a team together uh, and, and, and instill the right ethos um, or not. And, and that's, you know, they're, they're going to follow his lead. And I think that that team has become a, a, a very, you know, high-level LeBron-type team that is, is going to beat you up at both ends.
2: Howard Beck joins us. Howard, I like the way you said uh, that that issue of delicate chemistry, because that's sort of what we're watching with the Jazz right now. They're nine and five. Uh, they probably could be. Jake, what do you think? Maybe eleven or twelve have uh, eleven or twelve victories thus far that they didn't capture. But we're watching this thing unfold, and it hasn't always been perfect. Even when they've won games. How long, but they have, they seem to have good attitudes about, and they care about each other. How long do you suppose this will take before they're hitting on all cylinders? Great question. I don't know. Um, You know, it's, I'm a little surprised
1: that they've, you know, as I'm sure everybody there is, that they've underachieved a little bit to date. The good news is they're still in pretty good shape and um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put a lot of emphasis on, on you know where they are through 14 games. I mean, there's plenty of time to kind of establish that chemistry. Uh, you know, figure out what's going on with Joe Ingles, and you know, uh, get get Mike Conley playing at his highest level. Um, you know, that, that, that was once a team that we thought of as a really young team, but it's, it is more of a veteran team now when you when you look at it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell notwithstanding. And, you know, uh, veterans sometimes take a little bit longer to get going early in a the season. They're playing themselves back into shape. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, you know let, let's see where they are in another couple of weeks.
0: Howard Beck with us on ninety and twelve eighty the Zone. Uh, talk about Houston, Howard. Uh, you know, obviously James Harden is is <laughs> is performing at quite an incredible pace, and Russell Westbrook. He's his numbers are down a little bit, but he seems to be you know doing his best to fit in. What's your evaluation on how the Rockets' uh, experiment is going thus far?
1: You know, so far so good. Um, I, I, you know, Harden is just playing at an insane level he's just so devastating and he's so efficient and if anybody thought that Harden was going to have to sacrifice some to incorporate Westbrook uh, clearly that's not happening Harden is dominating the ball as much as he ever has and credit to Westbrook for deciding to to feed that to his friend James Harden Um, but Westbrook is still obviously getting plenty of opportunities and and, you know there's two ways that, that I think that they have handled this balance one is to, you know, obviously stagger them whenever possible and have Westbrook out there without Harden sometimes. Um, I don't know. They've been great in those minutes. But the other thing is that, you know, they're, they're almost like there's two teams there when, when they're both out there. There's the up-tempo, fast-breaking Rockets with Westbrook pushing it, as he can do, to, to great effect. And then there's their half-court game, which is Harden-dominant, pounding the ball the way he does, manipulating the defense, and either scoring or finding, you know, an open teammate. And, you know, like th- th- those might be the two best guards at those two things. Like Westbrook might be the best fast-breaking guard in the league, and Harden might be the best half-court guard in the league. And so it- it's uh, from one possession to the next, you know, they, they-, they could kill you either way.
2: And then – Howard, another team that even here in the Rocky Mountain area, we don't hear that much about or not, doesn't seem like that much attention is paid to is the Nuggets. This team is is potent.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like they're another one of those teams that, you know, they're a little bit of a work in progress, a little bit of a slow start. Jokic didn't look like he came back in great shape. And it seems like they've started to pick it up as, as he started to, to round into form. Um, you know, I think we're still waiting to see is is Jamal Murray going to take the leap to that next level and, and be in the mix, you know, as an all-star, um, they're, they're a team that, you know, is, is still, you know, most effective because of the combination of, of Jokic and his incredible playmaking and just the general depth that they've got. They've got so many different mix and match lineups that they can put together, um, I'm I'm still, you know, I I still look at them a little bit suspiciously. I'm still not sure if if they're just going to be a a really, really strong regular season team that uses their depth to uh, be able to wear teams down, or are they really going to be a true contender in in the playoffs? Um, A long way to go till then, but I'm I'm, I'm still curious about that.
0: Well, Howard, thank you so much, as always. We look forward to it each and every week, and enjoy the uh, sports weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. Thanks, Howard. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report and, of course, your NBA Daily Assist, brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Cold weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only 59 bucks. Call Lee's Heating and Air today, 801-747-LEE's or online at leesheatac.com. Of
2: course, Howard's really thoughtful, and I he makes you think. I love that whole idea of the chemistry, because we hear so much about chemistry, but we also hear so much about talent, right? and how it's a talent-driven league. But sometimes, uh, you've mentioned this many times with the Celtics last year, that didn't work out uh, yeah. the way a lot of people expected, but I... I I think with the way Quinn does things with the Jazz, they do have an infusion of offensive talent. Uh, Typically, his teams do start slow enough. Sometimes it's because of the schedule. But I'm really curious to see what this team is going to look like a month from now.